Welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast, a place to be inspired and encouraged to live your life all out for Christ. Here are your podcast hosts, Brad and Jana Tuttle. Hi, everyone. It's Brad and Jana, and welcome to Brad Tuttle Ministries Podcast. Hey, everybody. This is Brad. We are so glad that you're with us today, joining in, tuning in, and um, we wanted to kind of dive a little bit deeper on the subject of marriage. Oh, yeah. Um, (laughs) We had uh, recorded a podcast just this past week on marriage, and uh, just, I believe, touch on it very lightly, just the surface. We talked about uh, for husbands only, for wives only, and talking about the roles and what the Bible says and Ephesians about those roles. But we just felt that we wanted to dive a little bit deeper and uh, really kind of uh, take you to a place where you fully understand in depth what it means today about husbands loving their wives as Christ loves the church. So... I'm going to go ahead and turn this over to Mr. Brad Tuttle, and he's going to go ahead and speak to you men. All right. Husbands, are you ready out there? Are <laughs> you, you better going, oh, be. No. Oh, no. Not us again. Yes, yeah. you. It's going to be a few minutes of getting hit in the face, but as men, we need to learn to take this. So, <laughs> Take uh, it like a man. We're going to make this kind of an overall title, Keeping Our Marriages Strong, Part 2. But for this particular one, we're going to call it being a spirit-filled husband because really, you know, if we're men of God who know Christ, the Spirit of God lives in us, this is the way we should live our lives as husbands. So we're going to stay in Ephesians chapter 5. I'm going to read to you verses 25 through 33. And then I'm going to break the verses down a little bit more than I did last time and give some bullet points out of those. And, and I think it's going to paint an even a clearer picture of how we are to be as husbands to our wives. And is this important? It is vitally important, and we're going to see why. So let me let me read it to you right now. It says, Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. Verse 28, in this same way, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. Verse 29, after all, no one ever hated his own body, but he feeds it and cares for it, just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. Verse 31, for this reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery but I am talking about Christ in the church. Verse 33, however, each one of you must also love his wife as he loves himself and the wife must respect her husband. A husband was reading the newspaper and told his wife, this article says that a woman speaks 30,000 words per day while a man only speaks (laughs) 15,000 words. The wife replied, The reason has to be because a woman has to say everything twice. (laughs) The husband looked up from reading the newspaper and asked, what? (laughs) So we're going to look at the role of the husband in God's divine plan for marriage. And men, give me a a few minutes to do this because we don't want to just run through. We're trying to help and 
disciple and equip here, so it can't be just a five-minute teaching. So give me a few minutes, hang in there, um, and listen up. Like I said, the first few minutes of it are going to be hit you in the face, but we're going to get by that, and we're going to give you some <laughs> ways that you can make this happen. So I will say, guys, you can do this. We can all we can all up our game when it comes to being a better husband. So let me break these verses down, but let me say this real quick. And this is something that I wasn't sure if I was going to put in here, but I'm going to. Um, why some husbands don't assume their leadership roles. And you can find scripture verses to these, but let me just give you the bullpen. Some men don't step up in their roles because they're really laid back by nature and they just abdicate leadership to their wives. Some men in midlife become depressed and they lose their drive. Some men are, unfortunately, very selfish and they live in their own world. <laughs> some men are workaholics who neglect their families but some men just need to be taught. Mm. And maybe you're one of those, you just need to be taught. I'm gonna help you today. So let me teach you through biblical instruction. Verse 25, the husband is to love his wife just as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Now, let me say this is a command. This is not something, this is not, an op, this is not optional. But what does it mean to love like this? How does the husband go about loving his wife in a way like this? How does he do this? I'm gonna give you six practical actions needed to love your wife as Christ loved the church. So if you got a pen, you ought to write them down. If you really want to be a good husband, you're going to take notes. Um, so write these down, right, babe? I think that's a hint to write them down. Write them down. <laughs> just write, even, even if you're not a, I'm a note taker, so I have no problem writing a bunch of notes. If you're not, just write down the main action. So action number one, practical actions needed to love your wife as Christ, how do I love my wife as Christ loved the church? Here are six practical actions that you can apply to <laughs> your life. Action number one, courtesy. Yes. Courteous equals <laughs> thoughtful, gentlemanly, attentive, yes. considerate, respectful, civil, etc. When you are courteous, a great marriage will follow. Contrary to that, if you are discourteous in the way you speak to your wife, hmm, the way you listen to your wife, the way you refer to them, talk about them, or touch them, listen, if you treat your wife discour discourteously, uh, a once in a while love note or an indifferent I'm sorry is seen with contempt. It just doesn't work. Them are fighting words. Yeah, because being discourteous, um, disrespectful, oh um, unattentive, oh. unthoughtful, um, that's not how we love our wives. First Peter 3, 7 tells us, husbands, in the same way, be considerate as you live with your wives and treat them with respect as the weaker partner and as heirs with you of the gracious gift of life so that uh oh here we go so that nothing will hinder your prayers do you realize not being the husband you're called to be can hinder your prayer life that's how important this is to learn to love your wife because it will make your marriage better because there won't be anything interfering in your prayers even as you pray together unto the lord for what you want him to do in your home and in your marriage so as well, husbands then are not called to be tyrants. We're not supposed to be dictators. It's not our way or the highway. And it is unacceptable for husbands to physically or emotionally abuse 
their spouses. That is not proper. It's obviously not biblical. And it's something that it does not make you a man to try to abuse your wife physically or emotionally. It is wrong and it is unacceptable. Are we to be strong, bold, and confident leaders? Yes, but not with sinful anger. You learn to be a loving, considerate, compassionate leader. So I ask you, even right now in this podcast, are you a husband that shoots out these razor-sharp words with no thought as to how much it might be hurting your wife? Um, Destructive words. The Bible says, let no unwholesome word proceed from your mouth. Have you ever been around a husband who just cuts his wife with his words? Not just behind closed doors, but in public. Are you like that? Well, then you need this podcast because it's going to help you change. Because if you're like that and you feel guilty of that and you're convicted, you need to change. Someone says, man, I'm going to turn this podcast off. This is, <laughs> well, that's what we need to do. We need to be hit in the face sometimes with the, with the word of God and how it's broken down and what it means. So we learn to change. So we want to change. And I want to interject something real quick as a wife. Um, especially if your wives, uh, one of their top love languages is words of affirmation, um, meaning, you know, they they show you they love you by how, the sweet things they say to you, and um, you can really devastate a wife who their love language is words of affirmation, and that's mine. Uh, if you are very sharp with them or say and things to them that are cutting and demeaning. I mean, it could be devastating to them. So just um, wanted to interject that. That's good interjection. Okay, <laughs> action. That was a great job, babe. Thanks for listening, Brad. <laughs> action number two, esteem. It's how we communicate. To esteem someone is how we communicate their distinctive worth of how wonderful they are. We are to esteem our wife. We're supposed to make her feel wonderful and show her that she is distinctively of great worth. Each husband needs to make his wife feel that he sees her distinctive worth. Do we make our wives feel that they are distinctively of great worth? How wonderful they are to us? Each husband should... um, value his her as a woman a wife and a helpmate she's not just someone to cook your food and to make your bed and to clean up after you or to take care of the kids you should see her and value her as a woman as a wife and as a helpmate something very interesting in the song of solomon chapter 2 verse 1 the woman is speaking and she says i am the lily of the valley she's saying this about herself i am the rose of Sharon. She's saying that of herself because that's the way that man treated her. Do you think your wife would feel that way about herself? Maybe you should ask her sometime, do I make you feel that way? Do I make you feel like you're the lily of the valley, like you're the (laughs) rose of Sharon? Do I make you feel that way by the way I esteem you? You know, all of us might be surprised by the answer we get. You know, just to interject again. Do it. Um, <laughs> you know, it's so important to women that we are cherished. You know, uh, I know it's important for a man to be respected, but women love to be cherished. 
um, we love to be protected, provided for, that security. And, um, you know, I, again, um, you know, you're dealing with personalities, you're dealing, I think um, some men, their personality isn't uh, real lovey-touchy. You know, um, there's always one, one in the, in the marriage family that's more hands-on, touchy-feely, lovey, you know, and cherishing one, and one that's a little more reserved. And so I just wanted you to hear that from um, a girl's mouth, a lady's mouth, a, a, a wife's mouth, that um, it is so important just, you know, the tone, the delivery, just so that you do feel cherished. And, and I tell you, the dividends will be great. <laughs> and if you're the man out there saying, hey, I'm not the loving one, but here's the thing, you can learn to be more that way. Yes. Every man can learn, shouldn't even have to learn. We should desire, and we're gonna learn about that later, to esteem our wife. So whether we were brought up that way, whether our dad was like that or not, to, to, to your mother, we can still, as men, choose today to be husbands who esteem our wives. The Word of God does talk about, too, that the wife is a crown to her husband. And so it's something that, um, you know, uh, something that you should be proud of as a husband, your wife. We should value you as that. Value us, yes. Esteem you as the crown <laughs> on our head. And you know what's so funny? As Brad is saying this, he has his sweet little reading glasses on, and so his eyes are magnified. <laughs> and we're looking at each other and just, yes, I'm sitting here nodding, going, yes, amen to this. So. Okay, action number three is communication. Oh, no. Oh, I know she's going to have something to say about this one. <laughs> so we have to talk to our wives, but not just talk to them. We have to listen, listen to them. We have to talk sweetly. We need to talk deeply, easily, and often, and we have to listen. I know every, a lot of guys out there are going, oh, listening, even talking. Remember what our little story was at the beginning? Women have more words. They're going to talk more. It's the way women are built. Um, men may not, but we need to learn to be husbands who want to talk to our wives. How was your day? How was your day? It's not just little <laughs> things like that, but you're, you're talking to her. Um, we, we have to have what I call couch time where we turn and face each other and we talk and listen deeply. Turn off your phone, set it aside. It's not superficial yes. stuff. You're really talking to each other. Um, husbands, if you're not a good communicator or a bad listener, you have to learn to do it. Every husband can work on this a lot better. Learn to be a better communicator. Um, listen, wives yes. want your face pointed to them just the way Jesus' face is pointed to you whenever you pray. Yeah. I guarantee you when you're praying, you want him looking and listening to you. Well, that's the way your wife wants you to be to her to looking at her in the eyes and talking to her sweetly and deeply. And when she talks, you listen. We listen. You know, just to say from a, a woman's point of view, I think it is very important. You know, um, nobody likes to talk and not be heard. I mean, have you ever have you ever been talking and someone just interrupts you or they, they go on another subject? It, oh, just, yeah. it makes you feel so insignificant. You feel... <laughs> <laughs> Honey, you are so funny. Um, <laughs> but
but seriously, nobody, nobody likes that. Nobody likes to, um, you know, for a woman, I'll be honest, it just makes you want to shut down. And like, I, I joke around with Brad sometimes when I make his dinner, um, I'll say, you know what? He'll say, this is really good. I'm like, good. There's a special ingredient in there. And, um, it's funny because of course there's not, but he never knows. I keep him on his toes. So, um, he knows that he needs to, uh, you know, listen. And um, I will say this, I say this to women too, because I'm sure ladies will listen to this. Um, I think it's uh, approaching your husband at the right time too, to be able to talk. So it's not just the men, it's the, the, the women. But but again, um, I think it's important too for the husband that if this isn't a good time for him to talk, for him to verbally say it, not to uh, get upset, you know, women, we can't read your mind, but for you just to say, honey, you know what? Um, I just got home from work. I am trying to unwind. And really, can we just wait to talk, you know, until later tonight or whatever? So that's just, I, I don't know. I hope that works out for you. We'll, <laughs> we'll see about that. But that's some uh, things I wanted to say. That's good. Action number four is time. We need time with each other. Um, do you all remember when you first met your wife and you, you, you guys dated? Um, well, when you dated, you made time. Marriage, for some reason, seems to change that. We, you know, guys would make sure they took a shower and, <laughs> and uh, you know, got ready for the date. And now they say, hey, let's go out to eat. And they haven't showered and, you know, fix yourself up. Put some deodorant on. Oh, yeah. That's the way we're supposed to look at. Like, you know, when remember back when you were dating, you did everything you could to, to look, you know, just to, to just make the date special. Um, the delight of our marriage is, is when we spend time together. You know, I think a lot of times, a lot of husbands and wives, and I know work gets in the way and life and kids and a lot of things get in, but um, hopefully you like to spend time together. And from this, you know, maybe starting today, just make the time um, to spend time together. And guys, what can I say? When you get ready to go out on a date night, just don't go through the motions and don't have it be something you got to get psyched up for. I mean, you should <laughs> want to be with your wife. You should want to be oh, spending no. time with her. And go out and just rekindle all that and go out and have a great time and laugh. And so you need to have dates. And I mean, again, we need to have real dates with our wives. And here it is. It's quality time. You know, when you're with that person, giving them your full attention, enjoying the moment and um, being there, not not talking about all the problems and work and responsibility, but, but setting this time aside. And I know for women, too, um, I think sometimes it's, uh, I'm not saying every time because every lady is different, but I think for women too, in general, just for the husband to set forth an effort to plan something. I was going to say that. That is huge. I mean, it doesn't even matter if it's, hey, honey, we're going to, you know, go to take a walk or whatever it is. You know, it doesn't have to be something that it's this extravagant or, yeah. stuff. But I'm telling you, ladies love that. They love for a man to lead. And when he does, it's just, you know, it, it means so much to a wife just knowing that you thought about her. And, um, you know, I think that's so important. Oh, that's awesome. I was going to say that. I'm glad you covered that. I've, yes. So action number five is trust. And on this one real quick, I'm just going to hit it from this angle. 
a marriage has to have trust. And you cannot have your wife worried because of your unwise overtures and intimacy with other people of the opposite sex. Um, another one is you don't have alone time with other women, vice versa. And we all need to build trust into our marriages by having each other's back. Remember, it's your wife first. It's not any female that you that you are around at work or at the gym or anywhere else. It's your wife is first. She gets all of you. She gets your attention, the love, the respect. Um, and so we need to make sure that we're not, um, you know, in, you know what I'm saying. So there needs to be a trust factor within our marriages that your wives, they trust you. They know that you don't have wandering eyes. And you know what? I think trust, not just, um, it's such a, a vast subject, not yeah, just with, uh, you know, uh, being faithful in a marriage, but I, I believe trust too is just that a wife knows there's stability there. Um, you know, nowadays, most people, both people have to work a lot of families just to make ends meet. And, um, you know, uh, nobody's perfect. You know, this is what's so great about this journey together in marriage. We learn. We learn together through the years. And we've all learned what not to do and what to do. So there has to be forgiveness. There has to be a, a not remembering the things of the past, but choosing to forgive and move forward in in just uh, building that trust if that trust has been broken with just even trusting your husband or you trusting your wife and things have happened and um, wrong decisions whether they're financially or whatever it is there has to be again forgiveness and moving forward and building that trust again amen that's good so action number six and I'm gonna call this one conflict clean oh. conflict clean <laughs> Proverbs 51 says, a harsh word stirs up anger. <laughs> Honey, what you said to me really hurt me. It really did. And this is where your marriage can be broken or it can be repaired. When your mate says that hurt me, um, if you men turn away from that woman, if you turn away from her and say something rationalistic, some rationalistic statement that carries no compassion or caring in it, you will do damage. If you're so prideful that it's never your fault, but you like to turn everything around on her, you will do damage. So guys, I say this, I highlighted this in some notes I have. You don't want to damage your wife to the point where it takes her to get on her knees before her heavenly father asking him to help her keep loving you. Or her on her knees telling the Lord just to get him. Yeah, but man, guys, you don't want to, you don't want to get to a place get where Batman. you hurt her, you don't pay attention to it, there's no compassion there, no caring there. You know, you don't want to get to a place where your wife is literally on her knees saying, Father God, help me love this guy. <laughs> um, so many husbands uh. do damage and they're either too prideful to admit their wrongs before their wife and God, or they think that their wife's going to be okay. Um, they're thinking, oh, this isn't really going to damage her. She's a Christian. She has to keep loving me. You know, that's a terrible place to be. That's a terrible mindset to have. Is that what you want as a marriage? A wife that has to make herself keep loving you because you're a jerk as a husband? I mean, <laughs> you seriously. <jerk. laughs> you know, we don't want to be that way. We want our wives to love us and respect us because yeah. we, so we earn that. We, we live before them in a way where there's nothing they can do but respect us. So I don't want my wife thinking I'm a jerk, and I think I, I love her good. Um, and so we want to be good husbands. 
So there's your six action points, but we're not done yet. This, this is, it's very serious how you handle yourselves at certain times in your marriage. And it's when uh, husbands or mates do these things um, to each other several times that they begin to feel like the whole marriage is a lie. So if you are not compassionate, not caring, and you're making these mistakes, well, sometimes you don't want it to get to a place where the marriage seems like it's a lie. So when your mate is hurt, you need to pay attention to her. So action number six was conflict clean. Listen, we're talking about being a spirit-filled husband. And if I can go a little bit further, we're going to make this podcast just a little bit longer than normal, but I think I need to add some of these things in here. Talking about being a spirit-filled husband, it says in verses 26 and 27, to make her holy, cleansing her by the washing with water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church without stain or wrinkle or any other blemish, but holy and blameless. It's talking about not only did Christ willingly give himself up for the church, but he also purified the church. He cleansed the church from her impurities. The church is the people, his believers, his children make up the church. Um, Consecrating and dedicating the church to the Father. His goal is to present the bride of Christ, his bride, the church, and all those who make up the church to present her to the Father in all her glory. So too... The husband, this is really powerful, this is deep, he has the responsibility to help his wife develop personally and spiritually. I touched on this just a little bit in the previous podcast we did. Listen, the man is responsible for the spiritual well-being of his wife, and some man says, that's too heavy of a load to carry. Well, I guess you shouldn't have been born a man, because that's what it is. When we are husbands, that's a responsibility we carry, is to help be... um, is to help be responsible for the spiritual well-being of our wife. Our wives, literally, and this is convicting, if you get what I'm saying, our wife should be our greatest disciple. That's right. She should be the one that we pour the word into, discuss the word with, talk about the things of God, help disciple more than anybody else on the face of the earth. And this is something that's badly neglected in the church. Men don't step up, men don't lead in prayer, men don't disciple their families and it's an awesome responsibility to which every husband is going to be held accountable we will be held accountable before god the way we have loved our wives the way we have led them spiritually Um, the priestly role of the husband is not optional it is mandatory the husband's supposed to be the spiritual leader and help her become more like christ And let me give a note out there to any single person that may be listening to this, or you can pass this on to your daughters um, or your or or your, your sons. For those who are looking for a husband, if there's a young woman out there, pass this on to your daughters, guys. She needs to run towards Christ as hard as she can. And she wants a man who, when she looks to her right or to her left, she sees him running a little ahead of her, toward Christ as hard as she is. That's the kind of man your daughter needs, someone who's running to Jesus, even a little ahead of her, even running as hard as she is. So I wanted to put that note, that's the type of right. young man that we need, our, that our daughters need to, to find, amen? So husbands should ask themselves this question, is my wife a better Christian and better person because she's married to me? Man, I'll just stop there and... I don't know, that's deep. Is my wife, oh, I'll turn it around on you because you're the one listening. Is your wife a better Christian and better person because she's married to you? If the answer is no, 
then know that today is a new day and you can start today to be the spirit-filled husband that you are called to be. It goes on to talk about that um, husbands ought to love their wives as they love their own bodies. He who loves his wife loves himself. No one hated his own body, feeds it, cares for it. You know, another principle of a husband's love uh, as he loves his wife, he loves her as he loves himself. No, it says no man ever hated his own body. Um, we need to be people who, listen, we would never embarrass or belittle ourselves and we're to have the same attitude toward our wives. We don't hate ourselves, and this is proven by the way we provide for our bodies. We take care of it, eat, work out, do the things we do. Um, and the same way a man's supposed to love his wife, as he would take care of himself, you as a husband should take care of your wife as much or more in the same way. Amen. So let me transition here. And um, we've been guilting you for the last 30 minutes almost. Um, and you're, you're, we're using Paul's playbook from Ephesians chapter 5. Mm -hmm. um, and sometimes when you talk to men like this, it's like a punch in the solar plexus. I mean, it's like, ugh. And, it, it, you know, some men get mad and turn off the podcast. Some men, some men, whatever they do, they don't want to hear it. But if you're, if, you're a, if you're a man of God out there, you want to hear this. Because we all want to be challenged to be better husbands. And I'll tell you why, and this is going to help you. Let, let me help you with this. Um, I'm realizing that I've been telling you for the last few minutes to sacrifice yourself for your wives like Jesus died for the church without telling you why Jesus did it. And this is really, really vital to hear this. So let me give you this and help you see your role in her life as something more profound than maybe you do. And this is key. This is so important. Husbands, we need to see our role in marriage as a high calling. Um, it's not just an obligation. It's not just, our, it's not just our responsibility. But we're supposed to carry it past that to a vision of glory that takes our eyes off our fears and off of our selfish desires. Um, and I thought about this. Just like a soldier doesn't dive on a grenade because they ought to, just like athletes don't come off the bench in excruciating pain because it's the right thing to do. Husbands can't be expected to sacrifice themselves out of just a sense of duty. We need a higher purpose. We need to begin to see what we do for our wives has a higher purpose. It is of a higher purpose than just an obligation, than um, just a responsibility. Um, one older couple was asked about the secret to maintaining intimacy after 40 years of marriage and four kids. And the wife, Sally, in her mid-60s, she piped up immediately and said, Dawn still thinks I'm beautiful, even though I know what I look like in the mirror. Aww. And, you know, you may giggle a little bit, but her husband had learned the secret of reflecting his wife's beauty back to her so she could see it, and even more importantly, so she could feel it. Mm. It's a higher purpose. We are... I mean, you want to you fulfill a great calling on God to be a husband who builds your wife into the beautiful bride that she is. And unfortunately, though, many times the shine wears off a man's bride when it, you know, when that, sometimes we, how can I say this the right way without taking it the wrong way? Um, you know, some men think that the, the, merit, the wedding day was the, was the best his wife is going to look. And then from that point on, you know, you're, you know it's never been that way. Um, 
and you know and I heard somebody say and I'll, and then the man will silently pine for an upgrade um, he doesn't um, he doesn't get the understanding that it is it's his higher purpose to on that wedding day from then on starts a lifelong journey of beautifying your wife it doesn't matter her age or how much older she is how however long you've been married or whether she's the most fit person in the world a man loves um, he, he doesn't just love his bride Jesus beautified his bride um, there's a difference there most husbands simply love what is what they can see Jesus loves what could be and he draws forth his bride's inner beauty we need to be men to see this as our role as a husband and a yes. higher purpose that we are trying to draw forth the inner beauty of our wife it's not just about all about the exterior it's about the inner beauty that she has and drawing that forth out of her um, it's a transforming love we we set our wife apart like Jesus set the church apart sanctified the church when a man loves like Jesus he will beautify his wife as time passes regardless of her physical body's natural decline was one statement I read <laughs> and I know that sounds that sounds but you gotta understand where I'm coming from it's a great statement we are listen man I'll just talk about myself I don't look like I did when I was 30 years old or 20 I'm I'm older than that now and you know I, I hope my wife doesn't care about that and I hope she loves the <laughs> inner person that I am well my wife to me is a, still as beautiful today as she is on the day that we got married but there's an inner beauty that I want to continue to to beautify um, so in this journey that we're in I see what I my role as a husband is a higher purpose and even as I'm talking to you, I see it even more as a higher purpose to, to beautify her, to bring out all her inner beauty, her worth, esteem her, love her, and do all the action steps that we just talked about. Um, it's our purpose to beautify our bride. Um, it's our higher purpose to love her so much that we continue to see her as what she can be. We are always working on developing our wife into what, I mean, just what she can be continually doing what we can to build her up to esteem her to bring out the best in her our higher purpose is to love her in a way that pledges to her a transforming love that sets our bride apart and makes her beautiful not just outside but inside too this grace-filled mercy-filled selfless sacrificial and always transforming kind of love yes. that's the way marriage must be carried out it must be carried out god's way so we need Christians, both men and women, to renew their determination to practice these scriptural principles. And I'm just trying to encourage you and equip you and challenge you, instigate you, make you mad, whatever, to get all of you, all every husband out there, to be the man of God that God has called you to be. And I can guarantee you this, if the husband and the wife put God first and keep him there, God will ensure the success of your marriage. So every husband needs to strive to be the man of God he's been yes. called to be. We're going to deal with the wives on our next podcast. Oh, no. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> and how she's supposed to deal with you, husband. But oh, man. Let's make this a time of personal, of personal renewal. Yeah. So I hope you wrote those action steps down. Go back over, listen to them again. 
hope we were clear with what we were trying to say. Love your wife, esteem her, beautify her. Um, just, you know, conflict clean. And here it is, men. <laughs> you know, I've said this before, nobody is perfect. And um, we all have said things, we have all done things that um, when the words left your mouth, you thought, oh, I wish I wouldn't have said that. Um, but the great thing about our Lord is when we ask him to forgive us mm. and we truly for, uh, repent, he forgives us and chooses not to remember it anymore. You know, that's the first thing we have to do. But then we can go to our spouse. And um, I don't know what kind of walls have been built up. You know, I just feel I need to say this with your that's wife good. and you. Mm. Um, it might take a while, you, you know, but you can always begin by, first of all, seeing yourself in light of uh, the word and uh, the true holiness of God and where maybe you faltered as a husband. Maybe it was never modeled to you uh, by your dad. Maybe you had a father, maybe you didn't. He wasn't there. So, um, you know, first of all, we have to do that. Then we can go to our spouse, our wife, and, um, you know, and ask for forgiveness. And like I said, sometimes there might be some major walls built up but I truly believe over time, if you will um, show the love of Christ and ask the Holy Spirit to help you in these areas, that your wife, she's going to see the change. And when she sees you change, there will be change in her. And, um, you know, the great thing is God is the God of the second chances, a God of restoration. And so I just want to encourage you in that. And that's so, really that's great i'm glad you did that because yeah. we, you know everybody can improve nobody's perfect nor Nobody. since nobody's perfect there's no perfect marriage um you know uh not saying there's not great marriages out there but again we're human and um can i say this you know yes. when you do a podcast like this and you bring things to people that are very challenging um it's always with the underlying understanding like janice said that we none of us not I who's saying it is perfect or anyone is, but we all have room to change, but we need to hear and sometimes be challenged with truth that we then let help us change. And we never know where to start if we don't receive the truth that we need to make those changes and start fresh and start new. So it's our desire as, as a husband and wife. We're doing this because we, we know that it's important to you. It's important to those around you. It's important to the kingdom of God right. that we have strong, healthy marriages. And I'll say this too on another note. Um, maybe you have tried to be the best husband you mm. could be, but maybe there's something going on with your wife. Maybe um, emotionally, mentally, hormonally, I don't know. Um, maybe you're on the receiving end. Uh, you're on the other end of this, and, and uh, there's uh, been some unpleasant things, and you're just trying to be the best husband, but um, it's hard. I, I want to encourage you. You know, uh, uh, prayer does change things, and, um, you know, you'll give an account unto the Lord for you and your actions. So um, we want to encourage you to, you know, just keep loving Jesus and keep on uh doing what you know to do and i really believe that um you know uh, there, there's a true story just real quick and then we'll be done of a uh a man who's he was in the ministry he's he's since passed and gone to be with the lord but 
uh, before he was ever in the ministry, he wasn't saved. He got married to a woman, and uh, she knew the Lord. And so we don't recommend that, you know, but um, here we go. So she knew the Lord, and um, he would just cut her with his tongue. And she always would just make him dinner, and she would be sweet to him. And one day, and this was many, 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 many years ago, he locked her outside of the house. I think she went to a prayer meeting, and he was so against that because he didn't know the Lord. His eyes weren't open yet to that or his heart. And um, when she got home, he had locked her out of the house, and it was really cold. And she just um, huddled down, She and she slept on the door mat. And when he opened the door the next morning, she popped up and said, good morning, honey. And um, what can I fix you for breakfast? Mm. And she started fixing him breakfast where most wives would be like, I've got a special ingredient in your breakfast, buddy. You're going to get it. <laughs> but she showed him mm. the love of Christ. She totally did not defend herself. She did not, um, she did not, uh, cut him with her words which most people would say you could because that was horrible but because of that testimony and she trusted in god he soon came to christ within days of that it broke him and he thought that the lord that you are serving has changed you i need that savior and so i just want to encourage you again we're not marriage counselors um we're not judging, pointing the finger, but we're bringing the Word of God and we're allowing the Word of God to do what it needs to do in your life. Amen. Well, we're so glad you listened. And, uh, you know, I, hey, we always say this, pass this on. Yes. If you know another couple, pass the, you know, share this podcast. Yes. Direct them to iTunes. Yes. It's Brad Tuttle Ministries podcast there or to our uh, our church, our, our ministry website, Brad Tuttle Ministries um, dot com or however or podbean which is another host area where our podcasts are direct them there because people need to hear this and we're going to be following up this one with the role of the spirit-filled wife so god bless you thank you again for listening we hope this has been a blessing and encouragement and an inspiration to you to help you live all out for god so you all have a great day i'm so excited about what's going to begin to happen in your marriage we love you guys god bless you have a great day and a great week Thank you for joining us today on this podcast. We pray that you were inspired and encouraged. And until next time, remember to live all out for Jesus Christ. God bless you, and we'll see you next time.